welcome to New England Beer Reviews, episode 27, our spooktacular post-Halloween candy hangover, featuring three different candy beers, all from the same brew. <laughs> Yay! How are you doing today? Um, apparently Deadpool, because you have sex crocs? Oh, I mean, that's actually a reference to a Star Trek meme. Oh, well, yeah. Listen up, Wesley. <laughs> you might learn a thing or two. Yeah. <laughs> we had done, oh, what was it? We had consumed what most would consider a an excessive amount of four locos. Listen yes. up, Wesley. You might learn a thing or two. Anyways, I was wearing my sex Crocs. Yeah, and it starts with, did I ever tell you about the time I blew out Deanna's hip? <laughs> Yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's a classic meme. All right, let's get into the beer, though. Um, all right, we are starting off with our first beer from Pipe Dream. Pipe Dream being our featured brewery tonight for our spooktacular Halloween, post-Halloween candy hangover. Three, two, one, crack. I just sprayed myself in the throat. Nice. Like it shot straight into my throat. It only does this when I'm when I'm recording, though. I swear to God, in my normal life, I do not usually spray beer on myself. Well, you're trying to hold it up to the mic, so it makes sense. Alrighty, well, beer number one is a cotton candy double IPA. I know it sounds weird as fuck because it smells like fucking cotton candy, but it is fucking delicious. Yeah, we've made reference to this several times, but we're now actually doing an, a real a real ass review of it. Yeah, because we've never actually done a real ass review. We've only done sort of like the half ass review. It's more been held up as the example of like you can't always trust untapped ratings to tell you if you're going to like a thing. Because if I recall correctly, this is fairly low rated on untapped, but I mean, I. I mean, wasn't the same true for, like, Smooth Beats Miami? And that's another one that's, like, this is a thing that likely shouldn't work, but it's so fucking delicious. I think so, but it, the thing is, is that that one, the ratings aren't don't take as much of a hit be simply because it's a finback. Yeah, that's true. Because that's oh, a finback this... and Jay Wakefield collaboration, I think. Oh, this is so delicious. It really is. Like, it's a legit New England style IPA, but it tastes and smells like fucking cotton candy. You still have that like little bit of, you know, hoppy bite, but like just a little bit. But yeah. The first flavor you get off of it is that like just spun sugar. Yeah. And it's weird because it doesn't just taste like, you know, oh, it's sweet, like sugar. It It tastes like... Uh, imagine, you know, going to a fair and getting some cotton candy, but it's a beer. I love it. Yeah, I do too. I mean, it it has that same it, it, vague cotton candy flavor that like, but also other flavor that like cotton candy grapes do. Because cotton candy grapes like taste like cotton candy but they also still taste like grapes and this is kind of the same thing but with beer yeah i mean it still tastes like beer mm -hmm. 
but yeah, it's so weird and I love it. Thank you, Pipe Dream, for like doing outside of the box stuff and like doing it really well. Yeah. Like everything that they put candy in is fucking gold. It's so good. Like, actually, it would be really, I'd be really curious to have my dad try this because it's like, I wonder, I wonder how it comes across to somebody who's not into like sweet beers much, but like he's been trying to, you know, sort of journey into the world of sours and stuff. And do you have to scratch my fucking couch while I'm sitting on it? Hey, asshole. Uh, clearly, that answer is yes. Yeah, give him a slap. Slap, no, slap, would... slap. I didn't actually touch him. I don't have to touch him. I just have to faint, like, faint that I'm going to do something about it. And now he's like, oh, fuck it, I'm going to go sit on the red chair. I just wanted you to pay attention to me. Yes, yes, he did. I mean, we started the episode with him sitting and staring at me, like, you know, clearly trying to get me to do a thing. Yeah. Which I wasn't doing, so he tried to get my attention a different way. And now he's like, no, I'm going to go to sleep now. Oh, and he's hey, staring me down. If you didn't remember, turn off your ringer. I did turn off my ringer. Fantastic. Well, let's get into some beer, because I feel like you've got some beers to talk about so fucking many hey i actually have a tj's weird shit corner this week so but we Ooh. didn't we, we didn't do it last time because last time was uh the seltzers so that was already our weird shit corner <laughs> okay so a few weeks ago i did some shit in maine and by do some shit, I meant drinks. I mean drink some beer. So, um, started off by getting a prime by Good Fire Brewing. I think that that was only either my first or second Good Fire that I've ever had. I still haven't been there. Um, I thought Prime was pretty solid. Uh, you know, as far as a New England style IPA goes, and um. it was. I mean, apparently Prime is their first can release. Well, I mean, I had it on, on draft, though, yeah. so, yeah. But, but uh, like, again, I'm guessing it's one of their early beers. Nice. Uh, I'm not quite getting, like, the, you know, diaphragm. Uh, that is a seer screwed episode, is we're going to fucking talk about Freaked. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah, so, pretty solid. Yeah, uh, Citroen Amarillo. That sounds like it'd be pleasant. Yeah. Um, pick that up at Allison's Restaurant. If you ever find yourself in Kennebunkport, Allison's is a place that you can get really pretty solid food and like has a really decent draft list, too. Um, so, yeah, shout out to Allison's. It's a place that I've been going since I was a small child. <laughs> nice. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, fun place. Dig it. It's right across the bridge in downtown. So awesome. Um, and then I 
went to Batson River Brewing and Distilling for the first time ever. Um, Where's that at? That's technically in Kennebunk, I think. Yeah, I think that's Kennebunk because it's on the other side of the bridge. Um, yeah, I'm guessing that is Ken- Kennebunk then. Yeah, so like I think that's still Route 9. Um, I don't remember if it turns. No, nine turns there, I think. So like if you're coming from Wells on Route 9, like you literally just go straight like you're going across the bridge and it's on the right-hand side. Um, like before you get to uh, the th- Kennebunkport Brewing Company or whatever the fuck that original place is called that like where shipyard started i think that's where shipyard started um so batson river is like i think there's other locations but that one's super rad um awesome like it's like multiple levels uh you know they have a big ass deck on the bottom level and they have a fairly sizable deck on the upper level like the downstairs restaurant and bar part is pretty sick. Uh, and they have an upstairs area that's like drinking and games. Like they have shuffleboard, they have darts, they have like a whole bunch of, you know, games that you can sit and play. There's like a one of those big, like, I think Scrabble games, not Scrabble. Um, Jenga. Fucking. No, it's on the wall, though. Oh. Not I Scrabble. Have, maybe. I have no idea. I've never seen a wall-based word game other than, like, I guess a wall-size fucking crossword puzzle. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it was pretty cool. It, it's, like, it, it's just, like, it's a super neat place to hang out. Um, I didn't try any of, any of their distillery stuff. I tried only beer, but the I thought, overall, the beer was pretty solid. The food's fucking amazing. That was cool. a great meal. Um... So, yeah, highly recommend Batson River. It's a great place to hang out. So, going into the stuff that I tried while I was there. Uh, I had the Turbot's Creek IPA. Um, It's a New England-style straight IPA, not double. Um, I thought that was quite well done. Um, And then the Guava IPA, I assume, is... I mean... It's more on the New England style end of things, but like it's definitely a the guava flavor is added with like a syrup or something as opposed to like actual guavas, which when done right still works. It it says it's brewed with guava puree. Okay, so maybe it just comes across super strongly then. Okay, or or they amp it up with a little bit of um, syrup, like because it it tasted. The reason I thought it was a syrup was because it it came across so strongly. Um, it could have been using the puree to make it pretend to look like a New England style IPA and then supplementing the flavor with syrup. Possible. I'm not really sure how they did it, but it, it, I mean, it tasted pretty decent. I will give We're it that. We're calling you out, Bastion River. We will see you Thursday in the park by 5th. Be there or be square. Uh huh. <laughs> uh, hopefully, you can't hear my heat because it's, uh, I forgot to turn it down and I don't really want to forget to turn it back up. So, yeah, it, we're, 
We're it's in less that loud season. than my, my AC. My, my AC is a lot louder, so whatever. Um, the fuck, how do you say that fucking word? Give me a second. Let, 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 me, let me get to it. Higge, 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 that H Y G G E thing. That yeah, Hygie. Yeah, sure, Hygie Stout. Um, so that was a coffee stout. That was really solid. That was very, very good. Yeah, um, you gave it a four point two five, which is uh, pretty decent. Yeah, Ooh, so that was aged in bourbon barrels. Yeah, and you could taste it. Nice um the so of the so that was the those three were the first round um and the the stout i think was the standout of the of the first round yeah that was definitely your highest rated of the three that sounds good though it was a little good bourbon barrel age stout it was so the other two that i have checked in from there because i think that uh, yeah, I think I, yeah, I think second yeah. round went. Somebody somebody did something the same. Anyway, so I'm gonna move to El Luchador next. So if you can't tell by the fucking name, it's a Mexican style lager. I'm not really sure why that's listed as other in Untapped. Yeah, that's weird. But but a 3.75 for a Mexican style lager means it was a fairly solid Mexican style lager. Um, how was I, how was the lime in it? It was not super noticeable, like not as noticeable as I wanted it to be, mm. but like it was still an extremely drinkable, enjoyable beer. Nice. It's just, I mean, but like their Mexican style lagers are never going to be anything like totally mind blowing up against everything else. But like, I don't know. I mean, I would say that. For the same concept, I think that Epic's uh, Los Locos does it better, but like not by massively, not by a massively large amount. Okay. Um, I don't know. Is Los Locos your like favorite Mexican style lager? Yeah, and I think it's simply because it has both lime and sea salt, and both come through well. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think that's really what it is. But like, as far as like a basic style goes, like. If I'm going to drink like a, you know, lawnmower beer, Mexican style lager is a really strong pull for me. Like it's I've always really liked that, like. Almost like well-rounded maltiness that's still like super refreshing and like not super heavy or intense. Um, I just find it an extremely pleasant style to drink, you know, when it's really hot or, you know, in like <laughs> some significant volume. Oh, Cause man. also the What's... ABV tends to be low enough to like, not blow your brains out. What's the line from route of all evil. Like I remember the episode, but like, I hope it's a lager so I can drink it at a ball game. Oh or yeah. Is, is, um... is that actually the line? I think so. I think it might be. Yeah, I mean, solid episode, Futurama guys. Uh, I'm just gonna pull out of my ass and say three twelve. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. 
I can't. I cannot confirm that. But oh, I can give season like season three sounds I right. Can give episode titles for the majority of the original run. So can I, but I can't tell you where they fell. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know episode numbers. At best, I'm going to be able to peg season. I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to give you episode numbers. Um, I mean, I know that like Parasites Lost and uh, Amazon Women are in the mood are both season three and next to each other, but I don't remember yep. exactly where in the season they fall. But like, uh, same thing with um, fucking. That's like two, that's two. Farnsworth Parabox and Three Hundred Big Boys. Yeah, like there's a there's a couple of points in the series like where there's like two absolute fucking bangers, like top ten episodes right next to each other, and it just ha- it just worked oh, out that way. I, I want to say that. Farnsworth Parabox and 300 Big Boys is almost three in a row, but the episode before them is one that sucks, but then the one before that, it, it actually might be a Zoidberg episode. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think it's that's Lobstertainment, but I know what might... the fuck it is. But then I think be the, the episode one. before that, oh, that's actually one that I can't think of the name of off the top of my head. Which one? The one with no, because that's an earlier, earlier episode. The uh, why must I be a crustacean in love? No. Oh yeah, no. That's um, is that the first but like, Zoidberg episode or is that the second one? I'm fairly certain that like Godfellas is the episode oh. before before like 300 Big Boys. Uh, uh, okay. now, now you're gonna look up um, no i'm not because i'm still but no in the i think part. the crustacean one is the first zoid episode and it's not a great episode but it's not a terrible episode in my opinion no it's not that's lobstertainment yeah that's that's like that is my least favorite episode oh the other one the other Zoidberg episode is um oh fuck what's it called well, there's so the... there's stench and stenchability, which is like an actually good Zoidberg episode. Yeah, but, but that's, that's no, no, no. That's like that's yeah. that's the that's like the second to last episode yeah, of the entire series. Like um, second to last, third to last. No, I'm talking about the one where the Decapodians come down. Uh, Taste of Freedom. Taste of Freedom. I yeah. like Taste of Freedom though. I do too. I think that of the fir- of the original run, that's my favorite Zoidberg episode. But that's definitely not the Zoidberg episode in between. Yeah. Anyway, going anyway. back to beer. So, the final beer that I had, at least that I checked in at Batson River, was their cherry saison. Now, saisons are a style that I was really really into when i first like got into craft beer i mean this is like when i first got into craft beer kids sours weren't really a thing in this country at all um you'd occasionally find yeah, like, like wilds and stuff lambics some gooses. yeah 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 not even gozes but like goozes yes you'd find and like that's that's most of what you would get like in in terms of like anything like funky or sour at all yeah um, usually at like sunset <laughs> yeah and saisons were kind of a stepping stone in a lot of ways because they definitely have much more of that like kind of earthy funkiness that like mm-hmm. you it kind of gets you on the road to you know potentially sours but like 
I've always found them to be an extremely pleasant style. This one had almost like a sour cherry element to it. Well, it was aged for a year on sour cherries. Yeah. And like it was, but like that comes through very well in the flavor and like, damn dude, like this shit was good. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. That was my I've my got, favorite. I, I currently have a beer in hand and Emily can confirm, but you're making me thirsty. Not for mm -hmm. the beer in my hand. But that sounds fantastic. I still love a good Saison. I mean, weren't we talking? Oh, I do too. Weren't we talking recently about though how you felt like you had sort of grown out of like Belgians and many Saisons as well? In general, yes, I have. Um I mean, especially like that's the thing, is like the basic of any style. Like it, it you know, it it's one of the reasons that I like quote unquote beer with stuff in it or New England style IPAs because you can do a lot of variation with without like destroying what the beer originally was supposed to be. Um yeah. 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 But like yeah, it's like when you uh, like again, I've probably had I don't know a 100 plus more maybe, I don't know, saisons in my life and like yeah, I, I mean, if I all think of those were just I... straight saisons, it's like they so all just boring. fucking yeah, they all just blend together in my mind. Like there are know. certain ones that like kind of stick out for me. Like, I mean, this um, one sticks out. Like honestly, it really does. I was fucking impressed. Yeah. Mm. Oh. No, I'm just realizing that I forgot to put a thing within arm's reach that I know I'm going to need at some point. Ah. Yeah. Well, it's a good thing this is going to probably be a long episode and we're going to end up taking a break. Yeah, I mean, that's actually what it relates to because I forgot to put my clipboard near me so I could make a note of the time code. Mm. But, yep. We'll get to that when we get to that. We're only 22 minutes in now and we're not yet thinking about a cigarette. Cigarette. Shut Cigarette. up. Stop making me think Cigarette. about it. See, the difference is is that you if I were really desperate <laughs> if I were really desperate, I could sit here and chain smoke this entire fucking episode because I own the place that I live in, so yeah. the only person that I'm fucking over is myself. And I'm not a total shitbag, so I'm not going to smoke in my apartment until I get desperate. I mean, so I'm not, right not a total now. I mean, again, I'm not a total shitbag. I don't really want to, like, just, you know, smoke everywhere in my condo. Yeah. Oh, you want me to move closer or further away? No, uh, slightly further away. That's what oh. I was trying to symbolize. We're going to have to work on, like, our hand motions. Yeah, see, but you, see, now, you doing this right this now, this right now. Tells me to move no, no, that no, no that, that's, that's why I was going flat palm up near fingers up pull back that that would be oh no see that tells me Whereas that just says that come. that would be come closer unless you'd rather like palm out to be push no. away and then this is pull forward actually palm out is push sense. away like that is pretty push fucking away. universal yeah. language dude because no, either way like if one. you're beckoning me closer you you heard yeah, it here you heard it closer, here folks <laughs> And we're only halfway through beer number one. 
I'm TJ, and I'm the biggest idiot ever. Again, go watch Clerks the Cartoon, please. Yeah, totally. Um, I don't even know where the fuck you can buy it streaming. I would hope, like, Prime. Not that I want you to give... I have no idea. ...fucking fuckface what's more money. Uh, Bezos. Hopefully you can buy it off of YouTube. Yeah, Who the fuck well. owns YouTube? No, that's another fuckface, isn't it? Yes, eat the rich. Yeah, that's, this is what that's we Mark preach Zuckerberg. here. Yeah. Ugh. So, the first Android... Oh, wait, no. That's not Mark Zuckerberg. That's owned by Google. I don't know who the fuck owns Google. Yeah, who the fuck does own Google? Honestly, I'm glad that, like, I don't know who the fuck owns Google because, like, the ones that I know about, I hate. Yeah. And I I like... (laughs) I I like my operating system and I would like to continue liking it. It's... The Google ecosystem is generally a nice place to be and it gives me just enough to bitch about that it makes me happy as a new englander <laughs> man we new england really do love to bitch about anything we can you mm-hmm. get you get me talking about something i am sure to bitch about some aspect of it and i don't mind like i said it's part you know, of my like yeah. well i can't really say birthright because i was born in virginia it's part of my fucking birthright i mean for real though like i you know i remember trying to direct somebody who was fairly new to the area and they're like, you know, it's so weird. I'm used to people, you know, being able to just sort of walk up to anybody on the street and start a conversation with them. I'm like, you can do that here. It's just that people generally like give each other a space, like very much. It's it. I don't see. I don't know how things work in England, but like if you're on the tube in London, it's the same thing as it is being on the MBTA in Boston. Like nobody talks unless they know each other. That's yeah. just sort of the agreed upon rule. You I fucking mean, keep to yourself. But for, if for you want for the most part, for the most part, but yeah, I know I mean, I've had a number of different interactions with a number oh, yeah. of different people on a number of different public transportations. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and that's the thing is like, same deal where both places if you strike up a conversation with somebody like if you're like oh shit i i don't know where what fucking stop i'm supposed to get off at like most new englanders are and most people in england the same token are not going to be like fuck you buddy why are you talking to me they're going to be like oh yeah sure like it's do you want to get off at whatever like it's we're not assholes. We just generally sort of keep to ourselves. But like, if you want to strike up like a conversation with anybody in new England, the best way to do it, like is, you know, bring up sports, bitch about the weather. Yeah. Either way, like either way you're going to, you might be able to parlay that into a conversation, but nobody will ever like, you know, be like, fuck you asshole. Well, not nobody, but most people will not be like, fuck you, asshole. If you're like, oh, fucking Red Sox lost again or whatever, they'll they'll just be like, yeah, man, what the fuck is going on or whatever. Then you can just sort of parlay that into a conversation. Fucking bees are looking good this season, huh, kid? (laughs) I I I have no idea. I hope that they're, like, looking good. I haven't even noticed. I just noticed that I, I think I'm, like second this week for total points so far 
in our fantasy hockey. So, folks, we've started our fantasy hockey this season. Maybe next season we'll start a charity fantasy hockey. If any listeners want to join on in, it's a $10 buy-in, and uh, half the proceeds are going to end up going to charity. And the other half of the proceeds are going to go to a different charity, namely us. I am I am 0 for 2 so far. So Yes, I know you're 0 for 2. I'm 1 for 1 because I beat you last week. <laughs> yeah, whereas like I had a really good week against Nick, but that wasn't enough. And then no, I had our, our co-player Nick is you. an absolute beast. He seems to regularly be able to pull in like 300 points per week. Nick, shout out to you. Fuck you. Our weekly fuck yeah. you this time goes out to Nick. Nick, fuck you. And that is ambiguous to almost all Nicks. Yeah, eat my entire ass. <laughs> all of all men named Nick, apparently. All humans named Nick. Yes. I'm, I imagine that there are non-male yes. Nicks. Well, I have a cousin named Nicole who could go by nick i'm not sure if she ever goes has, by nick but I, I i'm not sure if she ever has i've never like, met um, a nicole who goes by nick oh wait a second no that's stevie nicks i'm thinking of i don't know i don't know i'm not a dad i mean i do i i mean most of the most most nicoles i've known go by nikki yeah i also I, really I I've, enjoy I, I the fact I've known that nikki's we are really off topic. Yeah, we are. I also like on on just finishing up that thought. I also really enjoy that I know someone who, you know, I think was originally named Nicole, and when you know when she got the free name change for getting married, renamed herself Nikiana as a first name. That's rad. Yeah. I would absolutely change my name. First and last, keep the two middles. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Back so to beer. Did you, beer, beer, did, beer. Did you end up talking about how much you liked that Saison? Because mm-hmm. I feel like we talked a little bit about it being a Saison. It's good. No, we talk, I talked about how... I, I think I was pretty effusive about it. Oh, rad. Well, I'm going to interrupt you for a moment because I did a thing a while back. I ended oh. up, uh, yeah, I ended up like going out for my cousin Derek's birthday for lunch and then getting more beers with my mom post then. I Yay. don't think I checked in anything. No, because when we went out for lunch, I was drinking mostly cocktails. Uh, I did. Yeah. Uh, I think I got a Fin de Mon just because oh. I, I enjoy an occasional Fin de Mon. But then I was drinking there. like. Uh, Oh man, why am I blanking on the name? I know I had a Bloody Mary. This mm-hmm. is at uh, City something. City Tap? No, not City Tap. It's the one in Watertown. Oh. Fuck, I have it, no it's, idea, It's dude. City something, though. City Draft. It, it's very similar. But it's not the same. But I ended up getting a Bloody Mary. It sucked. <sighs> I get that, like, it's not even that it wasn't strong enough, it's that whatever fucking mix they use, or whatever fucking recipe they use, like, I really, I really hope for their sake that they use a mix and they don't make it themselves, because Mm. it's bad. 
Like yeah. it's it's bad. But then again, there's the whole New England Bloody Mary that I don't like that has a mix that uses molasses. Ew. Fuck yeah. that. Yeah, it's so gross. Like if you're Ew. going for a Bloody Mary, I don't want fucking molasses. <laughs> Like, I really like sweet shit, but, like, there's times where it's like, no, please, I really don't want you to add sweetness to this. And that's, I mean, I'm not a Bloody Mary fan in the first place, but, like, that is absolutely a place I would not want extra sweetness. And, like, the other thing that New Englanders love to add too goddamn much molasses to is baked beans. It's the reason why yeah, I love too much British Heinz beans in the can I, way more. I am, I am yeah. absolutely with you. I enjoy those stupid British Heinz beans so much more. Like, I don't like ketchup. Yeah. But they're not as grossly sweet as, like, Boston baked beans are. Although I yeah, do like the Boston like, baked bean candy. Yes, but, like, it, it's like if you, if you took a baked bean recipe and dialed back the molasses and up the tomato in a way that actually balanced the flavor better. That's more or less what Heinz beans are. And FYI folks, if I don't know if they have it other places, but you can pick them up at market basket. Oh shit. What was the other thing I was drinking? Uh, I had yeah. some random cocktail. Also there. those, those, they also make a vegetarian version because apparently the classic Heinz beans are not vegetarian. Yeah, I'm not surprised by that. They shouldn't be. They should have pork fat. Yeah, no. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. Yeah. They make a vegetarian version, but yeah. pork fat makes things taste better, so fuck it. Yeah, pork fat. When all pork else fails, amazing. pork fat. <laughs> yeah. All right, yep. so... Um, ah, fuck, what was the other thing I was drinking? It was a three-part drink. It's got Aperol... Uh, vermouth and something Campari. I mean, I was about to say um, Aperol no. spritz, but that's absolutely not No, it's not, not an Aperol spritz. Is. It's Campari, not Aperol. Okay. Gin, maybe? Maybe. It's got a fucking name. I can't think I of can't. it right now. I can't. I apologize, guys. I can't guys. fucking remember. I am a super shitty bartender at the moment. Um, it's gonna come, I don't know, man. It's going to come to it'll, me as soon as we stop this. Or... No, it'll come to you in like three hours and you're going to text me and be like, it was this. Yeah. Well, so anyway. after getting this lunch at this place in Watertown that has city in the name, uh, my mom and I ended up going to Natick because we had to drop off my grandmother at home. So after that, we went over mm -hmm. to level 99 in is it just back to Natick Mall? I think it is. I don't know. Is it? It's not the Natick Collection anymore? No, I don't think it's the Natick Collection anymore. Hork, hork. Yeah. I um, mean, we all fucking called it the Natick Mall anyway, so they, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I think technically the collection might have only been the fancy wing. Since I don't they know. wanted to portray that image for the entirety of it at the time, it was known as yeah. that. And then, yeah. I don't know. I can't remember anymore. It's been a long time. I don't give a shit. Yeah. No, I don't uh, so level 99 no also houses a night shift brewery inside of it. So while my mom and I didn't actually check out any of the offerings of level 99, which look and sound rad. And I really want to go back and check them out. Yeah. Uh, we just sat at the bar and like shot the shit. It's like our first time seeing each other in like six weeks. So, 
uh, drank a bunch of beers. One of the beers I drank was a recent sour offering from their Vise series, being Picnic Vise. It's a sour ale with peaches and apricots. It was not as good as you would like it to be. But then again, I am slightly biased because I do not care for apricot. I mean, also, you're slightly biased by the fact that, like, you Their remember when that series awesome. started. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You remember when that series started and it was fucking amazing. Uh, Summer Vice will always, like, the original Summer Vice will always be one of my favorite beers of all time. I mean, for me, of the originals, it was probably the original formulation of maybe Mainer Vice, or but probably Evervice. Evervice was fantastic. So was Mainer Vice. Um, yeah. Cotter Vice, Cape, I also like. Cape Cotter, yeah. Cape Cotter. But I like mean, Summer Cranberry. Vice. Summer yeah. Vice. I forget what the fuck it is other than like lemongrass. Actually, I think it was lemongrass and ginger. And it was yeah. like the last time I actually enjoyed ginger. Because mm. I, I don't like ginger. I don't I care don't for particularly it. either. But it's like too heavy handed for those things. That was amazing. Yeah, that was pretty solid. All right. All right, so we also had, well, I also had a couple other beers while at this night shift brewing in level 99 in Natick, Massachusetts. Check, 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 check it out. Um, I had their level up. It's an exclusive beer to this location. Uh, it was an East Coast meets West Coast IPA. So, eh. yeah, unfortunately, it was kind of eh. <laughs> I mean, immediately uh, I, going I, eh. I gave it a four. It had a little more bite and pininess, but it had the look of a New England. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, then there was also their phone home. Phone home is their porter. Which, Wait, did you not oh, have the yeah, phone home no, before? No, that's the thing. I had forgotten that I had had the phone home before. Yeah, that's their peanut butter one. How the fuck do you forget that? I don't know, because... You're dumb and I, bad? Yeah. That's the only reasoning that I have, because I actually really enjoy this beer. So yep. it's weird that I don't remember it. Um, I mean, it was also probably a long time ago, but I remember it because it was actually one of the better things I've had in them from them in like the last 10 years, I think. But I mean, that's the thing is, and if you if you don't do a peanut butter porter slash stout stupidly it's usually going to be really solid like if you use peanut butter powder and you have a decent base beer you're fine like you're not gonna fuck you're not gonna fuck it up bad enough that everybody's gonna hate it oh uh, and then there's that like new hampshire one that was keep refrigerated contains peanuts that yeah was that was a throwback fucking amazing throwback i don't know why it like again that's a name that i always forget that it's their brew. Because they've never made anything else that's particularly memorable, that's why. Like, I can see one of their cans in my mind's eye. It's mm -hmm. like orange and has an oval on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Hey, while you finish up your first beer and I finish up my first beer, I'm going to take a moment to detour <laughs> and talk about TJ's Weird Shit Corner for a moment. 
this time for TJ's Weird Shit Corner, I ended up having a um, pre-mixed co- a trio of pre-mixed cocktails from Maine Craft Distilling. Uh, okay. So one of them was the uh, Blue Shine Lemonade. It's supposed to be like a so like faux moonshine blueberry shrub lemonade. Right. The lemon wasn't quite there, but it was still, you know, pretty damn decent. Um, the other one I had that I really didn't care for was the main mule. It mostly feeds into what I was talking about just a minute ago of I really don't care for ginger. So it's like rum and ginger beer, essentially. And you cannot taste the rum. It's just that like burning of excessive ginger. Yeah, which is why mules actually sometimes work for me is because if you compensate with enough rum, it takes away all of the like negative parts of ginger for me yeah i think that if they added like i know that we were just talking about like don't add molasses but like molasses would have helped something like that or like brown sugar or something to help bring out the flavor characteristic of the rum and help to mellow the ginger there's something else that's typically in a mule is it lime yes Okay, then like I think the lime is also helped helps to kind of balance it like the acidity kind of takes away some of the like overly spicy bite of the ginger like yeah there's something weird about the way ginger hits me as well. Like, all right, so I personally would never make if somebody wanted if somebody requested something similar to that to me, I wouldn't make it with a silver rum. I would make it with like an añejo or whatever the fuck a they gold? call it. Not not yeah, gold. Not a dark rum. Like it's maybe gold. a flo- maybe yeah, a floater gold. of like some Myers dark on the top, but that's more maybe. A but like you're accent. right, gold is. I mean, going to like I would do it with the Caribbean like, is what made I would you discover that it. gold rum is say, a massively better drink than silver. It, it, it would make me want to do it with like a good Barbados like sugarcane rum. Which feels sacrilegious, yeah. but like that sounds delicious if you did it right. No, that doesn't sound sacrilegious. That sounds like the right fucking way to do it, frankly. And then the like, third and final. <laughs> but yeah, um, it, it it wasn't good. It was yeah. just Keep... like too much ginger. Too much ginger. All right, yeah, yeah. third and final one. The Cranberry Island Cocktail. Uh, I want to say it because it doesn't have a description on here of it, and it's been a while. I want to say it was, you know, like a cranberry vodka lime. Yeah, something like that, probably. Yeah, it it was fine. Honestly, the uh, best one of the three was the... Blueberry whatever. Blueberry shine lemonade. Still could have used a little more lemon, but it was solid. Uh, yeah, so let's get on to beer number two. Holy shit, folks. I finished my first beer before TJ did for the first time ever and maybe last time ever. Who knows? For the last time ever. That's unusual. From now on, every beer that this TJ drinks is going to be as fast as possible. The very start of the cracking. I'm just going to chuck. No, God. What do you mean from this point on? 
I don't chug the beers. That would be terrible. All right. I mean, so uh, it depends on two. how much you uh, hate beer it. Number two. Do Do you want to Do you want to give an introduction mm-hmm. to beer number two? Oh, because I'm the one who it's more relevant to. Um, so beer number two have breast cancer too. All... Yeah, they can. But did like, you never see so... Archer? Uh, Ravage. I... Yes. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake! Well, thank you for like totally ruining it. So this is Pipe Dreams. Uh, it's I, I don't know if it's technically part of their Candy Sour series. I mean, I fucking imagine it is, but. It is I Heart Boobs, which is a breast cancer awareness beer that is brewed with watermelon candy and what? Blackberry? Did I remember that correctly? Blackberries. Uh, yeah, Blackberry. So it's a... We're fans of large melons here at Pipe Dream Brewing, so we took some watermelons and mixed in some blackberries for fun to create a special sour ale dedicated to increasing breast cancer awareness. To go a step further, we're donating a portion of all the proceeds to help find a cure. So drink up and help us save some boobs. Alright, um, so it doesn't actually say candy anywhere in there. So it may not be a candy beer. Uh, if you look at... It is a, if you look at the description online. If oh, you look okay. like So, so if you, so if you go... Uh, well, I mean, it, it, technically speaking, I guess anybody could have added this into uh, Untapped, but I remember looking it up on untapped and i don't really want to search right now because i'm in the middle of the stream of crap that i need to talk about so um yes but yeah i don't know if you want to take a quick look you can take a look but if i recall correctly this is watermelon candy well, and here, blackberry here, let, let's let's actually fruit. get into the beer first so ready for cracking three two one Crap. Holy watermelon candy, Batman. Like, just licking a, a drop of it off of my hand. That yeah. sounds way more gross than it should. It's on the tip of my finger, so I just licked it off. That's what she said. Yes. Oh man, the smell of it. That's wild. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because a lot of the times they don't really do like a single flavor of like candy in their candy sours. This one is like 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 if you weren't fucking sure that this is actually watermelon candy and not watermelon fruit, come on. Yeah. No, that's absolutely watermelon candy in there. Like, I'm actually. I'm sitting like a good 16, 18 inches away from the glass, and that's all I can smell. Like, I'm not. Okay. So, folks. Oh, a spoiler. man. But the blackberries come through on the flavor. I have to say. Like, this is wild. This is, this is better yeah, than I you sold. I actually enjoy this. This is better than you sold it to me. I agree. Um, honestly, like, I. See, that's the thing is, I had had this. So I bought this a while ago and I had gone out and had some of the stuff that I'm eventually going to be fucking talking about if we ever get to it. Um, But I I had this after I'd had a couple of other sours already that night, especially one that was like very, very pulpy. Um, 
And I think that this was just like, it didn't come through super well for me. And I think that I also have a natural bias against anything watermelon flavored. It's just never been an artificial flavor that I particularly enjoyed. And, you know, watermelon candy immediately made me go, well, it's a candy sour, so I have to try it. But, but I will say that coming back to this without having like had a bunch of, you know, some other sours without having like, you know, really like that, you, I hate watermelon candy thing in my head. Like I'm enjoying this more the second time around. Like, I think that the, the watermelon candy is actually kind of a nice counterbalance to like the natural kind of bitterness that you get from the blackberry. And like, same difference. I think that like having a fruit in there kind of counterbalances that like intense sweetness that you get from the candy sours sometimes. Shit. I think I might have changed my mind about how I feel about this one compared to some of the others. Yeah. Uh, honestly, dude, I think this is fucking solid. Mm. Uh, if anything, I would want like a hint of lemon to be thrown in. I think that that's what we're kind of missing to really tie together that watermelon candy with the blackberries. Because like, there's a weird separation in there, and I think that the acidity from that would really help to just bind it. Just in case anybody from Pipe Dream actually listens to this, um, I mean, you could kind of stick with the theme and throw in um, what the pro- maybe lemon sour patch kids. Like maybe that would kind of be like a nice balance. But if you're already going with watermelon sour candies. I mean, hopefully their watermelon sours are the Sour Patch brand, because everybody knows they're the best. Yeah. Um, I think instead you would want not quite as sour or not sour at all. Like, if you went not quite as sour, probably lemon drops. If you went not sour at all... No. You want something sour. I think that this could use a touch more sour, in my opinion. I see now I like the tart that we get from I like it too but I'm saying that like I think that you would be because it was sour you're so you're thinking of Sour Patch Kids as a hell of a lot more sour than they actually are Sour Patch Kids would just sort of like keep the sour at more or less the level that I think it's at now where if you did something sweeter it's going to reduce that tartness you get what I'm saying? Yeah. But if you use like lemon juice, then you'd end up making it so much more tart that you might go too wrong, too far in the other direction. Um, so I think I think that lemon sour patch kids would do that. And also, pipe dream. If you decide to follow our suggestion and make that a thing, please call it milk milk lemonade. <laughs> because it's based on hot, I heart boobs, and you're adding lemon. All right, I like it. I like it. Yeah, um, I'm not. I feel wrong. like if they do that, they need a like imperial stout that is called just round the corner. That would be awesome. I'm thinking like fudge, gingerbread, something kind. Yeah, of. I could see that. 
Oh yeah, a little bit of add a little bit of spice in there, like just enough to give you a tingle. Yeah, oh, almost like a tingle. Mexican hot chocolate. So did I mention that like Cleveland my mother gave There's your name. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> After the dentist today, I stopped by my mom's because she was like, "I had these sausages to give you. They were too spicy for me." And I was like, okay, what kind of spice, what kind of sausages? Yeah, she's like, oh, you know, it's over like in that fancy section with like the duck ones or whatever. The, so that D'Artagnan brand. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just a, ju- just take a wild, it, it's a basic standard si- type of sausage. You take a wild guess what type of sausage my mother decided to buy and did not realize what it was. Linguisa. No. Chorizo. It was andouille. Ah, uh, damn. That was going to be my third guess. Because for real, man, I was like, I just looked at her and I'm like, you didn't know that andouille is spicy? It's Cajun. I know. I was like, mom. It's frozen. <laughs> it's what they put in gumbo. Oh, I didn't know. How the... Again, Although, I my don't mother... really see your mom going to go take a vacation and, uh, nola i'm pretty sure she's been there though um oh, i'm sure she's been there i that's a that's a place i need to go i actually yeah that's not a bad idea to shout out to anyway, g you're um, cool people hope you listen <laughs> I, I don't want to use her name if she would be comfortable with that but you know what yeah, i'm talking I about mean, also <laughs> That reminds me, I desperately need to reach out to her, and yes. I'm sure that if you're face- friends with her on Facebook, you know why. Off episode. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, did you So ever... this is a tasty beer. <laughs> yeah. Okay, folks, it's not like it's a, a bad thing involving her. Her dog passed away recently. Oh, I think I did see that. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever meet Lola? I'm really sorry, G. Um, once. Lola was a good girl. I mean, I've always liked boxers. I think they're really sweet breed in general. She also looked like her health had been deteriorating since I met her, and I met her back when you two worked together. Well, I know. Well, that's the thing, though, is, you know, she wasn't I, I, I don't think she was super, super young when G got her. And uh, I think that the abuse that she suffered before she got her was also yeah, kind of a factor there. That backstory. So. Oh, Ugh. yeah, she was like she came from a house, but she was like, you know, emaciated and crap but oh i um, think i do remember that story or at least i've seen but, a picture i mean that's the other thing is emaciated lola and it's like how can yeah. you be like that how can you be like that to any living being i don't get like it i have a hard time like killing anything i have no problem eating meat i love meat i i describe myself often as highly carnivorous yeah uh but, but that's kind of that's different than killing. I mean, you're killing something for your sustenance. That's a thing that like. I mean, killing for every... sustenance is a different scenario. Yeah. Because if I was in a scenario where I had to kill something to 
eat and live and survive. Yeah. I think that I would have, or <laughs> hopefully I would have less problem with that. Yeah. But yeah, I still have no issue with eating meat in general. But how can you like mistreat animals? I then don't again, fucking get that either. Then again, like this is, am I like highly empathic or am I just really attuned to how animals move? Because I can like read action. I can like but, read moods of different kinds of animals, which is why. They're not entirely different so well. things, dude. You're, yeah. you're talking about them like they're, you know, like, you know. Well, I guess totally that different. like empathic in the sense of an extrasensory perception instead of just That's understanding what... how people and beings and creatures can be. But really what if you if you come down to the fundamentals of it from. I don't disagree with you, but I think empathy probably has something a little bit extra. But at the same time, you can also explain empathy as an ability to observe and understand behavior in combination with understanding like different emotional states and what sorts of very subtle behaviors those sorts of things are connected to. Yeah, that's but... so fundamentally em empathy is could seriously be explained as nothing more than you are observant and you understand how to interpret those observations. That's but, it. But it would be so much cooler if it was like a superpower. No shit. It really would. And again, I'm not, I'm not saying that I disagree <laughs> with you. I'm just saying that like, if you want to stick to a completely scientific and rational explanation, that's the majority of what empathy is, is just like being able to read and interpret behavior. Yes. Like subtle behavior and potentially generally like because there's a lot of it that you're probably not even like really consciously aware of. But like. I think that there are multiple reasons that, you know, it's people one, might develop that ability. It's one of the reasons why I always try to listen to those alarms that set off in the back of my mind, because yes. usually it's part of like ancient brain that's like, nah, man, there is something not quite right here. Yeah. Yes. I mean, there's a there's a whole ass book about that. Oh fuck! What the hell is it called? I read it a while ago. Oh Jesus! It's uh some psychology book about um, yeah, basically being like recognizing that your intuition is more or less like your intuition in situations in which you might be in danger or like you could, you know, it's something that could, that could lead you to danger are like your ability to read subtle cues, behaviors, like signs and like not override that with your conscious mind. For me, it's less about my danger and more potential danger of others around me. Yeah, but you're also a dude. As a woman, I think it's really yeah. important to like, because there are a lot of women, because again, because of our socialization, I mean, like, that's the thing is, even as a person who's been in therapy for a long ass time, like, there's a lot of shit that it's like, you know, I will, I'm probably more forgiving of of a lot of stuff than I should be because, you know, of socialization too defer to men and also recognizing that that's a lot of times the easier way to avoid like potential violence. 
Well, I don't know about that, but as a man, I'm going to sit down on the tee and spread my legs as wide as I can. And then I'm going to tell you why you as a woman are not right about your feelings and thoughts when it comes to the state of women in this time. You're just trying to make all of us... Oh, God. I did something like... I don't know why I get, like, fairly masochistic sometimes, but I ended up watching, like, ten minutes of Tucker Carlson tonight. I'm so sorry. It's just... Do you you need a hug? Anyway... Can we can we can we go back to beer? We're going down a really really dark like depressing tangent because we're both the world is bleak. Everything's awful. You should all just kill yourselves now. Is there any wonder why kill I've been kind of leaning back now. into like that like, kill you know, gothy punky end now. of my personality <laughs> also eat a dick. <laughs> Please don't kill yourselves. If you're feeling like you're going to kill yourself, no. then please email us at newenglandbeerreviews at gmail.com and we will be more or than happy. Or reach out to like a suicide hotline yeah, or whatever. Yeah, suicide hotline is probably better. But like if you feel like you can't, then you're welcome to email us. and Hell yeah. We'll, we'll fucking help you however we can. Absolutely. Anyway, can we go back to beer? Yes. Let's go back to something happier. Beer. Happy. Beer, <laughs> beer is happy, right? Um, the world is bleak and dark. All I want to do is just smoke and watch it burn. So I went to a couple of places in Nashua for the first time uh, a few weeks ago. Nashua, so, Nashua, Pennsylvania? Is there a Nashua, Pennsylvania? I don't know. I don't know, Probably man. It's not. Nashua, New Hampshire. Whatever. Everybody fucking knows that. It's a New England beer podcast. Everyone knows where fucking Nashua <laughs> is. Anyway. So, went to Oddfellows Brewing, which is in downtown on, ooh, I don't, I can't get, I think it is Main Street, um, not that far from the intersection with Hollis. Um, yeah, uh, solid place. There's also liquid therapy around the corner. I mostly nice. ended up going to uh, Oddfellows because it had a better food menu than liquid therapy does. Um, so I had the Rhapsody Wildberry Orange Sour. Uh, it's a, technically a goes. That was, um, kind of mediocre. I, again, not like undrinkable in any way, shape or form, but like not something that I would go back to seek out. Um, yeah, 3.75. Well, not a bad rating because nothing we drink is bad. Mm -hmm. Still not a good rating from us. So the other two I had were better, and they were on the darker side of things. Um, their damn Skippy Stout, which in I would say in retrospect probably should have gotten the highest rating. Like other than the other, other than that one, I probably should have knocked the other ones down 0.5, 0.25 rather. Um, so damn Skippy Stout is obviously a peanut butter stout, and I thought that they did a pretty good job with that. Like I mean, I think that. You know, a four for like a peanut butter stout where like the ceiling on that is definitely a five. Like that's solid, but not on that. Not mind blowing. But like, I think that they did a pretty solid job with that. And then I think that the pumpkin pie porter got a slight bump because I. First off, I really, really like 
that pumpkin spice flavor in darker beers. I think it's a thing mm-hmm. that needs to be done more often. And second, the thing is, is that I wasn't, that that was not what I ordered. So the fact that like that was me taking a few sips makes a difference because I think that a, if you were to drink an entire 16 ounce glass of that, it might get a little tiring because the spices are on the heavy handed side. Ah, uh, um, okay. But like, I would rather it be slightly on the heavy handed side than like on the non-existent side personally. So, cause like if I'm there for like a fucking pumpkin pie, something I damn well better be able to taste the pumpkin pie spice. Cause I don't give a shit about the actual like pumpkin, yam, gourd, whatever the fuck you're putting in there. It's the spices I'm there for. Negroni. That's what the drink was called. Okay. Gin, vermouth, and Aperol, Campari. I, I think it's Aperol. I don't know. Yeah, what, what, whatever. But, but yeah. That. That. Yeah. Drink. <laughs> I've definitely had one of those before. I just like yeah, like it's not a drink that I would know. Like. Oh yeah, that's definitely what that's called based on the ingredients. It I was don't know. it was a drink that was actually on their menu and I didn't want to challenge them too much. Like I, I don't know how good their bartender's in. I don't know if it's super corporate. Like they've got a really long bar. It reminded me of that um super rad straight bar in fucking San Antonio. Yeah. The longest bar in Texas, apparently, which feels really odd, considering that, like, I mean, it was long, but I don't feel like it was that long. And also, it's fucking Texas. You've seen what a Bucky's looks like. Yeah, I do wish that Bucky's had greater diversity on their jerky because it's like pretty much all beef based. I want like exotic yeah. jerky. Like I know, some, but I do appreciate give me some gator. Give me some elk. I, I still appreciate like even if you're doing beef based, if you're doing like a bunch of different flavors, like oh, I, yeah. I really Fuck like a ton of flavors and super solid jerky. Don't get me wrong. It's yeah. just I don't know. I like wild game. I do, too. But I mean, I really like that like righteous felon brand that you introduced me to. Oh, the righteous felon stuff is really solid. Like I I really dig their truffalo a lot. Like I mean, truffalo is a soldier. thing. <laughs> truffalo is a thing. I feel like you're starting to see more places. Like I remember getting wings from, oh man, that fucking brewery that I went to in Lawrence with my dad. Um, but they had truffalo wings, and like mm. that works for me. Like it's like tr- buffalo is a flavor that like. I don't hate, but never quite did it for me. And I mean, I've been to Buffalo and had Buffalo wings at like the the fucking place. I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head. <laughs> Original Ray's Buffalo Emporium. <laughs> no, it's it's it, it there. There's a yeah, there's a place. But like I've been there. I've had their Buffalo. It's solid. But like 
it's just a flavor profile that was always kind of missing something for me but like add truffle to it and you fix yeah. the problem for in my mind and I, I don't really know why i can't explain to you what the intermix of flavors and like the chemistry and shit is that like makes that work for me but boy it fucking does i don't disagree with you because i i Honestly, I was never not really a fan of buffalo. I enjoy spice. But adding truffle, adding that like earthy richness to buffalo sauce just makes it so much more tasty. I love truffle. And it makes... Yeah, it makes me wonder if that, like, that... Uh, well, first off, I love truffle. But second, it makes me wonder if the truffle kind of rounds out, like... Because there, I think there's some vinegar to that recipe. So, you know, it's like maybe it's rounding out that like vinegar bite. I don't know. It's the same reason why like certain like it would make sense. I don't like I don't like straight salt and vinegar chips, but I like malt vinegars and salt chips because oh, man, the malt I really wish that fixes the over vinegar bite for me. It's I really like, wish that Uts Uts Uts. I think it's Uts. I usually call it Uts. Um, I really wish they still made those fucking malt vinegar and salt chips. Those were definitely they, like the Do they the actually discontinue them or salt. you've just not seen them in a while? That I, doesn't because I haven't seen them in a while. It doesn't mean they don't exist anymore. But like th those are the only malt and vinegar chips I've actually ever enjoyed. Because it's like it really like, needs I love I love salt and vinegar chips to begin with, but salt and malt vinegar definitely the best iteration i've had i i think i think, I think the what worst it is for me... might be the red wine vinegar and salt from kid cod yeah i i think that like i think that there's a certain kind of like umami or something that like that really like makes vinegar work for me like acidity only works for me in certain contexts and acetic acid is one that like i definitely i mean is vinegar again, umami no vinegar is acidic okay i was gonna say that didn't but i'm saying right. that you need kind of an you need an like you need a certain kind of umami balance i say that because like you're right like red wine vinegar or something like on chips like doesn't quite work like the the potato itself well i got what kid cod was with going the red for wine. because it was supposed to be their breast cancer awareness month one it's just I the red it, wine but... vinegar doesn't work as well as your vinegar base for a salt and vinegar chip like yeah. malt and... vinegar works the best because there's I want to like say caramelization. Yeah, it's a sweetness. Not, yeah. Yes, you're right. It, it, it caramelization's not far off because you're talking about that sweetness. Yes, I mean effectively that is what malt is imparting is that sweetness in that case because malt implies malted barley and malted barley is used for the sugar fodder for yeast for to make beer. Set for a reason yeah I'm, I'm fucking working on it dude anyway oh that was me like tipping my head to you not telling you to like drink faster oh, okay. like drink oh. faster is hold up close and oh. like swirl around but mm -hmm. um hey while so, you while you drink a little bit faster do you want to keep on talking about that or do you want me to talk about my tj spoiler free new movie review corner 
No, thing. I'm going to I I want to at least finish up my Nashua outing. Okay, cool. So the Nashua outing ended at Spyglass Brewing, which I wholeheartedly regret not getting started <laughs> earlier in the day because this was a Sunday and they closed at like fucking 5 or 6 or some Ooh. shit. And yeah, and um but like Oddfellows was the place we had to start because, you know, food needed to happen because, you know, like uh, so there's a distinct. Correct. Because it's it's straight up just a brewery. Right, like right. so Spyglass is in one of those like multi-tenant um, commercial slash industrial properties. You know, the places that sometimes uh-huh. have like a small lab or some shit, but they often just have like offices and warehouse or whatever. The original night shift. Um, kind of, but like less, um, this less is industrial. more. <laughs> let, yeah. I mean, you didn't have really like, it's one of those ones. that's like, it's like commercial slash industrial, but like a strip mall. Do you know what I mean? Um, oh, yeah. Like that place that we did that, um, fucking escape room. Yes, exactly. That's exactly the kind of place I'm talking gotcha. about. Except like that building was large enough to have like interior corridors. This one is literally just like a strip. Anyway. <laughs> so Spyglass is up in northwest Nashua. Um it's over by the if you're if anybody out there is familiar with Nashua, it's the same exit and same I think it's Amherst Street that's uh the got has like the Whole Foods and like the Aldi and shit. Yes, there is actually an Aldi. No, I haven't been to that one yet. I've never been to an Aldi in this country. I've only been overseas. Anyway. La-dee-da, um, little miss. I've been outside of this country. <laughs> That reminds me, you need to get a passport and I need to renew mine. Anyway, um, so so if you're on Amherst Street and you're heading west or northwest or whatever fucking direction it is, if you take a left, like I think there's actually signs for uh, White Birch Brewing, which I still haven't actually been to. Um, White. So if you take a left onto that whatever street that is, White Birch is on the right in like one of those kind of buildings, and then Spyglass is on the left. If you take a left turn into one of those spots, so it sounds like a future special is going to be a Nashua excursion. Absolutely. Uh, Plus, like it's super fucking close to me. So yeah. Um, So Spyglass is a hell of a lot better than White Birch. Like, don't get me wrong. Shout out to White Birch for being one of the first places to, like, really do, like, a super fucking mouth, like, mouth puckery sour. Um, but, fuck me, Spyglass. Only had time for one, one draft, one, like, one round. So I only got to try two things, which is... A huge fucking bummer, considering that the two things I tried were Coco Tropical, which is a coconut pineapple milkshake IPA hopped with Citra and Azaka. Nice. And it was exactly what I wanted it to be. Awesome. <laughs> it was it was fucking great. Like it's 
super cloudy. The the fruit flavors come through. Like you get the creaminess from the lactose. Like it was damn good. And then the other one I had was Cursive Dimensionality, which was a sour ale with lactose fruited with raspberry, strawberry, chocolate, and vanilla. Now, the reason this got knocked down from like where it potentially might be, because I only gave this a four, is the fact that like the chocolate didn't come through as well as I might have liked. But like, I will say that like, it was one of those where like, you can't necessarily pick out every single flavor individual individually, but like you could kind of at least get some element of all of those flavors into like a kind of overall rounded flavor. So like now the only two things I've tried from them thus far are fruited. So what I really need to do is go back and try things that like aren't, but yeah, absolutely a place that I want to explore more. Nice. I mean, from what you've described, it sounds pretty tasty. I would definitely try their stuff. We should do a Nashua outing as a special episode on a very special New England Beer Reviews. I mean, I don't know, man. Maybe we try recording, like, one of our, like, special episodes and hope that that draws more people to us because like clearly the if we get a second patron we'll do bonus episodes hasn't really worked for us i mean fuck man i'm thinking let's just do bonus episodes and then there's only one human on the entire planet well three humans on the entire planet with access to that episode do you want to be the fourth I mean, that's that's exactly. I'm hoping that maybe the enticement works that direction. Yeah, we can try it out. But hey, continuing on with the show, while Emily ends up finishing up her current beverage, sip, sip, sip. I sip, the, the cats are sip, having sip. a tense moment. So I'm going to give you. TJ's super short spoiler-free movie review corner. I ended up watching uh, Paranormal Activity next to Kin. It's uh, it's it's not bad. Like it's not good either. It is definitely just a movie that's set within the universe of Paranormal Activity instead of being a Paranormal Activity movie. Gotcha. But it's like I don't know, man. It's kind of a shittier version of Midsummer. A shittier oh. version of uh, the Wicker Man, or a better version oh. of the Wicker Man. <laughs> <laughs> Fair, but it definitely fit into that, like you know, closed community cult kind of kookiness. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean. That can be done really well or really poorly, depending on how it's done. I and, mean, like, it was fine. It, like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. It was fine. But, like, off the top of my head, you know, my best examples are 
the 1978, 1979 um, original The Wicker Man with fucking Christopher Lee as Lord Summer Isle. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, Midsummer, I still kind of see as, like, a non remake of that. Because it follows a lot of the same themes, but it presents it through the lens of Ari Aster, which I do appreciate, Speaking- especially with that movie. Agreed. I, I like, yeah, you showed me Hereditary first and it was like, eh, and, well, you showed me a short and then you showed me Hereditary uh, and then the you showed me Midsummer. Truth About the Johnsons? Yeah, whatever the fuck that one's called. Like yeah. that one, that's like that's a that is rad as hell. Like that is definitely worth it. I think it's hereditary. His most effective. I, and I think that Midsummer's is well. Of, I've only seen two of his feature lengths, but like Midsummer is the much more effective of the two. Like Hereditary pulled me out of it way too fucking much. Like it was. I have said for years. I think that there is a good movie in Hereditary but I Agreed. don't like how the movie's edited. It's not even just the editing. There's a, there's a lot of choices in that movie I really don't agree with. I, I, I agree. Again, I think that there's a re-edit of that that is a better movie that changes a lot of the narrative. Yeah, I mean, I could see fixing that with editing. I guess what I'm saying is, like, I think that... But yes, at its know, core, its narrative is... is like, bad. there's something not... Yeah, there's something not good about it. I like it as a collection of scenes. Yes. Um, all right, Em. I'm going to leave you for a minute while you talk about something. Oh. That there was um, something that we were going to talk about. I I know, but I feel like, should oh, I let you no, join I, in on that? Oh, I can't remember what the fuck it is, so. But, uh. It's. We watched The Collector and The Collection. Oh. That's the thing. Don't get into that yet. Okay. I would say... Talk about at least the Mighty Squirrel that you had had that I don't think we've talked about before. Oh, yeah. Okay. And so I'll be back. So we've both had Cloud Candy IPA by Mighty Squirrel Brewing at least a handful of times each. Um, Cloud Candy is one of those IPAs that being somewhat local, and I'm guessing due to maybe the way they distribute or whatever, has a tendency to end up on like kind of the general rotation of a number of local bars. So... I ended up at Whitehorse Tavern um, a couple weeks ago, and I don't think it's actually called Whitehorse anymore. I'm pretty sure it's now called the Horse Tavern. So I picked up a Cloud Candy IPA because it was probably the best thing that they actually had on their menu. And um, yeah, I mean, honestly, like, it's not my favorite New England style IPA. I think it's extremely solid. Um, and I have no hesitation ordering it wherever I see it, especially if it's like one of the better things on the menu. And quite frankly, like, you know, take that as like a, you know, thing that's 
often on the menu in the Boston area versus something that's often on the area in the Portland area, which is um, like a lone, like the Lone Pine IPA. I think that this is a better basic IPA, New England style IPA than the Lone Pine personally. Um, I also ended up going to the Avenue Bar and, well, had a thing that I can't talk about. But which, yeah, which which thing you can't talk about because they're from fucking toppling Goliath is from like, oh yeah you can't talk Wisconsin about Wisconsin or something. But like um, the one that came up next in me looking at your list that Candy Gladi- Mountain Charlie, Candy Mountain Charlie, Starfish loves you. <laughs> it's okay. also disappointing that it's only a three point seven five because that name is great. I swear to God, you've had a Candy Mountain Charlie. I think it's a series by Moon Hill. None of them are particularly good. Oh, it does say yeah. a rotating series of fruit infused. This was the pink guava one. Meh. Meh. Oh, that's so disappointing. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, I hadn't been to the Avenue in fucking years. That was it's... after that big D in the kids table show. It's definitely one of the places that I miss going to while living in Austin. Uh, yeah. So, so, are we going to talk about that now? What? That Kevin McAllister is the oh, same Oh, hell character. yeah. Are we going to open the last beer first? Oh, yeah. If you're ready to open the last beer, let's open that last beer. Our last beer today is... I'm showing it off like Vanna White. If yes. you paid us money, then maybe you'd be able to see this right now. Yeah, not that we record any video, but if you were to pay money, we might record video. Uh, our last beer I today... I would put on a bra to fucking record this. Woohoo! If you pay us extra, she'll leave the bra off. <laughs> our last beer day is again from Pipe Dreams. It's... Sweet smart sour ale in three, two, one, crack. Spray, but no direct shot to the throat like the first one. Uh, sweet smart sour ale is brewed with um, fucking sweet tarts. Yeah, like sweet tarts and smarties. <laughs> or just I, I think sweet it's... tarts. I think it's just sweet tarts. This is one that I've had before, and I remember enjoying, but we'll see how I feel after I take this picture. Ditto. We, we, both, we both tried this. We, we t- if we know we're going to make a, a thing into an episode beer, we have a tendency not to check in on Patreon. Uh, not Patreon. Um, fucking... Untapped. Untapped, because... It's spoilers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, but like, I feel like I bought this a while ago, which is not a problem with a sour. Ah, but it's still delicious. Mm-hmm. Like, don't get me wrong. I like the I heart boobs more than I remembered liking it, but I still think this might be my favorite of all of the candy sours. Just because it tastes like if I mashed up. 
if I mashed up a powder of like all the all the different flavors of sweet tarts and like poured you know poured that into a beer, I feel like it wouldn't even taste as good as this does. But like more or less that, but better. I definitely agree. Um, the iHeart boobs. I again, I thought it was missing something, and mm-hmm. that something I thought it was missing was like lemon. This is missing nothing. Yeah, this is missing absolutely nothing. This is probably like 4.75. Yeah. Like. I don't know how to make it better. But. Yeah. It's, it's I don't damn either. near perfect. Yeah. As far as their candy sours go. Yeah. Like as far as any candy sour goes. Like I mean this isn't you know. Pipe Dream is not the only place I've had you know. Candy flavored beer from. But like. Fuck man. Like this is. Especially around us. They're the best in the game. Absolutely. I think that. I mean, even it's beyond this and their snouts that kind of shine. Even just beyond, even beyond just around us, they might be one of the best in the game. Wholeheartedly agree. Like, at least as far as candy stuff goes. Like I said, like, I don't think that a lot, their basic styles don't generally wow me a shitload they're you know it's it's where they when they add flavors to things that it really shines for me i think that they're the stouts that they tend to do tend to be based on cookie flavors and i definitely dig the shit out of those but like there's they're anything that they add candy to is fucking gold in my opinion like I swear to God that cotton candy IPA is better balanced than any of the straight IPAs that they do or even any of the fruit flavored fruit, like fruited IPAs that they do like that cotton candy one really shines for me. Yeah. I think that I would absolutely have to agree with that. It's pretty fucking fantastic. Like it's something, it's something about it that just balances with their particular new England style IPA recipe better than like any of the other things that they do. And again, I'm not saying that I've like disliked every other thing that they've ever done. Like generally speaking, I like them. I mean, I've like, I've had a couple of things that weren't quite to my taste, but I've never been like, man, this blows about any of their beers, but fuck man. Like, Show me somebody who does candy candy sours, especially any better than this, and I'll call you a liar. Like the closest I would get is, um, you know, the beers in our very special episodes that will only be available via Patreon membership for a mere two dollars a month. You'll be able to get access to these four special episodes that we will be recording as a starter to um patreon exclusives but yes no the artisanal ales ones i think are pretty fucking solid agreed like i think they're one of the only other breweries that can really give pipe dream a run for their money when it comes to candy sours yeah like candy sours specifically yes because their jolly ranchers ones were fine yeah. They they all felt like they were missing something, but those warheads ones. 
And we're going to do like beer in a movie where we're going to talk about, we're going to drink that beer and talk about it and talk about a movie that we watched. But right now we're going to talk about a movie and we're going to make some like real conspiracy theories connecting some shit together. And it's going to be fucking rad. Hell yeah. (laughs) Oh man. And, and folks, I just need to claim credit for this fucking thing being my idea. I mean, so I connected the first and the third things together and TJ was like, hey, I just watched a thing the other day that connected the first and the second things together. And it was like, "Okay, so connect one, two, three. And there you go. Yeah. All right. And it works. (laughs) It does. So we watched the collector and the collection because I am still, again, trying to expand my uh, movie watching in general but horror in particular because it's a genre that i particularly enjoy Um, and i am a horror freak so i am i am her virgil to your um fucking what's his name not not the odyssey but dante's inferno to dante Mm. (laughs) (laughs) oh god I'm Dante, and I'm the biggest idiot ever. That's the actual line, folks. Uh, I just used TJ's name in there. Anyway, so um, I was like, you know, had never really, like, I didn't really know a whole lot about The Collector. And, you know, we're in the first, what, like, fucking 20 minutes, half an hour of the movie, and I'm going, like, man, like, this killer is so fucking elaborate. Like, he's going through, like... There's so much shit that this guy has planned out that it's like, what is he, Kevin McAllister? Like, (laughs) from Home Alone? And it was like, wait a second. Wait a second. What if this was like kind of a, you know, what if he treated this as a sequel to, you know, to Home Alone? What if like Kevin McAllister was, you know, totally traumatized by like his whole family abandoning him experience and like he ended up like you know just twice. becoming a serial killer twice uh, abandoning and twice and like you know it's like yeah we care about you but not enough to like the first time is one thing the second time is oh of course we miss you oh my god so much we we're so worried about you except you left me alone again so yeah it's like uh it's one of those things it's like okay well okay so say he was like traumatized you know maybe he uh you know became a serial killer because of that this feels very much like his kind of style but you know grown up yeah you know uh abandoned twice has a innate understanding of like mechanical engineering Mm-hmm. and ends up just like continuing to work that along with his hatred of people and families specifically. Yes. Because, but yeah. Are we going into three or are we going into two? Are we going to go into three and loop back to two? We're going to go into three and loop back to two. So, well, no, mo- we, Yeah. The, the movies that we watched are a double feature of The Collector and The Collection. Mm-hmm. And if you've never seen them, they were made as essentially a reaction to like the Saw movies, which in turn was also just a reaction to like Hostel. 
but it was that whole like torture porn. Although the second mm-hmm. one, I think, is a much better movie. Like in terms of like how it plays out and its general story, instead of going like poorly shot torture porn, it actually had like the gore, but it had a good story. You know what I mean? I mean, I I thought I still thought the first one was fairly effective. Um, I thought the first I, one I think that it looks better. I, I think the first one looks way better. I, I like still think that, like, I mean, cycle. Sorry. Psychologically, ahead. it's fairly effective, I think. Um, yes, I agree with you that like it 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 looks better than the story is when you really think about it. But I think that the other thing that really like. I think that I enjoyed the first one more than I might have if I hadn't made that Home Alone connection. But like, I think that's I definitely thought... a way to figure it and like the... connect it together and make it feel more at home to you. So have we, have we that... said our big reveal yet? <laughs> no. So the the thing that TJ pointed out to me was, oh, I had just seen a video that was like spiritual oh, sequels I wasn't or even, something. I wasn't even saying that. I was saying oh. that like. Our big reveal is connecting Home Alone to the Collector and the Collection is that the Collector is Kevin, is McCall- Kevin McAllister. Yeah. Yeah. That, like that- he, he he was abandoned as a child and then he grew up to be this serial killer who also still liked to collect his prizes and trophies. Yes, exactly. But, like- but also wanted to create the family he never had. Which is why he always steals one person when he's usually like wiping out a family. Yes, exactly. Like that makes perfect sense to me. And I, I'm I'm not gonna lie. Through both movies, I was going like, "Oh man, Kevin McAllister's a real sick bastard." Like just random shit like that. Like or ah, but. Uh, anyway, but like, so it, it, it works, it works in like the esoteric form are fucking not esoteric. Uh, I'm just trying to sound cool right now. Um, uh, mommy, can you open my milk? <laughs> I'm not mommy, Ralph. I'm Miss Hoover. <clears throat> our connecting tissue, our, um, you know, ligament to the muscle and bone if you will and like that's the thing is i'm not sure that this works quite as well as a direct link from home alone one and two to the collector and the collection i don't think it Um, does because i think the movie technically came out in between the two movies in between home alone one and home alone two oh yeah that that would definitely be an impact also the fact that like I think the story, I mean, given that like he has a like an established family in that he's theoretically never left in okay, I'm just going to say it, the good son. So TJ was saying that he was ah, Man, you what? had to like build it up more. I was looking for like the year it came out. The if you haven't guessed it yet, the 1993 Elijah Wood Macaulay Culkin classic, The Good Son. (laughs) 
Yeah. I mean, man, I'm just thinking about like, it's like, what if I were acting at that age? Because like Elijah Wood and Macaulay Culkin are around our age. Like, I, I, I think at best, like they're a year or two older than us, but like, yeah, I mean, it's um, like Kelly can... Culkin is 85. Elijah. Okay. Wood so he's two years 81. younger. Okay. So he's two years older. All right. Got it. Um, apparently David Morse was in that movie too. But yeah, I, I, I like, honestly, I don't remember. I think I've seen the good son, but like, I remember more or less nothing about it because it was so fucking long ago. But like, yeah, I mean, if I remember correctly, like he has a straight up like he's not like I think Elijah Wood is actually the kid who's like mom died. And then like he goes to live with like his cousins who are not only Macaulay Culkin, but two other Culkins, I think. I think it's Rory and one of the others. I don't know. Name a fucking name. and There's probably a Culkin. Um, but yeah, it, I think that, see, that's where my logic, where the logic falls apart. But TJ was watching a video that was talking about spiritual sequels to things and like not, but spiritual. And they brought up the good son as a sequel to home alone. And it's like, all right, I can see that. Like, but at the same time, like, I think that the fact that you have, like, a backstory and not only, like, it, see, if you had that backstory and the kids didn't, like, totally look like siblings, that would be one thing. Like, I think that you could e more easily play that off as, like, oh, you know, he, like, had traumatic issues and got shuffled off to this different family or whatever. But, like, yeah, throw it the around the foster system. But where it really falls apart for me is the fact that, like, the... So, his siblings in Home Alone are notably different, are older than him. He's, I think, the youngest of the family. Where, like, in The Good Son, it's like, again, okay, so they're younger siblings. You know, you could say, oh, he's adopted. Except for the fact that, like, they clearly look alike because they are real-life siblings. No, That's the, where it falls apart for the, me. The you, you're son, using a bunch of Culkins. The good son would take place after Home Alone 2. I understand that, but what I'm saying is that... So, the actor's I, I siblings in Home Alone 2... I, I think that you're, like, misremembering. Because I was looking at the wiki for... Like, alright, so, for next episode, we're going to watch The Good Son. I don't know what the fuck it's Apparently. On. But yeah, I but I was like, looking at the wiki it. too. But like the good son actually includes Rory and some other Culkin in addition to Macaulay, where there are no other Culkins in Home Alone too. So like, I guess what I'm saying is the Culkins look enough alike that they are very notably believable as siblings. So like, you're trying to argue that like he was adopted out and then went back to his birth family, which isn't impossible, but I think is less likely. Um, I'm going to guess essentially a foster kid, but given to like 
an aunt or a second cousin. So that would explain, like, same family name and uh, similarities in genetics. Bam. Uh, there, there's I an mean, explanation. <laughs> I guess. Um... Plus, Rory Culkin is only in a picture in it. Oh, okay. Is he the one who's in Igby Goes Down? Like, which I remember yes. basically nothing about that movie except the fact that I liked it. I kind of confuse it with the Squid and the Whale, but I should which probably. I don't think I ever saw. I should probably confuse it more with like the Big Lebowski. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. So the collector is Macaulay Culkin from. Uh, Home Alone, by way of the yeah. son. <laughs> check, or check, not, check, honestly. Check I, I, I definitely like stretching that connection to include the good son because spiritually it absolutely works. Like, you know, you have this traumatized kid who, you know, basically becomes proto-serial killer, ends up like, you know, falling off a cliff and like everyone just assumes he's dead, but like he somehow survives. But like, cause the, the guy, you know, the, the killer in the collector in the collection never speaks. So it's like, maybe he lost like use of his vocal cords or like the trauma made him never speak again or fucking whatever. But like, yeah, I mean, spiritual sequel like absolutely those three things work in a chain i think it's that when it's when you include the other actors that are involved in the first two i movies slash franchises whatever that like it falls apart a little bit more for me but like in a vacuum those things absolutely make sense to me where you go from like kid who gets like repeatedly left behind by his family because they can't fucking remember that he even exists they give him up to some other family and but like by that time he's like so damaged that he ends up like you know killing a foster sibling and not giving a shit about it ends up like getting chosen instead of like the you know the better kid to like fall off a goddamn cliff survives by his by himself probably gets taken in by somebody more horrible and uh yeah, becomes, I mean, because the, the killer and the collector in the collection is, like, particularly brutal in the fact that, like, he's, like, clearly super into torturing people. Like, he cares more about that than, like, the fact that they actually die. Like, he really likes causing suffering. And it's like, all right, so if you took, like, Home Alone as starting events and, like, The Good Son as, like, a continuation... Yeah, I would say that that would be enough to uh, let, him, especially... let him hone his craft for like 20, 25 years. Well, especially combined with the fact that you're probably going to end up with fairly significant brain damage from falling off a cliff. Like, if you survive that, you're probably going to be pretty goddamn... Like, you, you could cross some goddamn wires pretty easy. I mean... Again, there are certain parts of the brain that control, you know, parts, certain parts of your personality. I mean, Phineas Gage is a good example of like, if you take out certain parts of the brain, then was it he essentially. The rail spike? Yes, he was. He okay. was the rail spike dude. Um, 
he didn't live i mean i think a lot of people like to think like oh phineas gage had a rail spike pulled out of his brain and lived on went on to live a full life no, no. he lived <laughs> like another five maybe ten years tops i i don't think that he died due to the brain trauma i think that he died due to the psychological effects of the brain trauma and like what that resulted in namely like being a uh I would assume, I think, alcoholic, like, completely, like, douchey asshole. Yeah. Didn't he have a, like, personality shift after? Completely. Yeah. Yes. Okay. It so basically I'm remembering re- this right. Um, yeah. Practical time travel, going back in time just to look at things instead of interact. <laughs> I, I, I think it... I think what it did was more or less re- remove his inhibitions, but also increase the uh, maybe I I don't even know if it was underlying violent tendencies so much as it may have actually like induced him to be a violent person where he wasn't before. I'm fairly certain I mean, the story was he wasn't before, but having the spike through his head ended up removing his like interpersonal reasoning so yeah. the only reaction he ended up having was violence yeah and where like it's one of those things where it's like i think that if you i mean if you remove enough of my filter via things like alcohol because that's a thing i still don't become violent but like i can see where there are the seeds of those thoughts in basically everybody. And if you take out a certain part of the brain, I could see that leading to those parts taking over and becoming unchecked. Like, I mean, it it is astounding, like both how much we've learned about the brain since we've started like really being able to study it and And how how little little we we know. know. Yes. (laughs) All right. Um, I'm kind of thinking on this exciting note. <laughs> we should wrap it up. Mm. Like, like we got through our Kevin McAllister. We ended up finding ourselves with Phineas Gage. And yeah. we talked a good amount of beer. Yeah. So, um, any final words before I close it on out for us? You want me to do, like, my promo stuff or, like... Hey guys, check us out. Hey guys, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We'll do stuff on stuff. Uh, go on to Patreon at patreon.com backslash N-E-B-R, because I think that that's what it is. And give us at least two bucks a month, and then you'll get almost exclusive access to podcasts to be recorded. Yeah, uh, I mean, we we really like it's like anybody who actually listens to us if you've made it this far in the fucking episode and you're not my dad because I know he listens to our shit. Legit, um, email us. Like e- <laughs> hit us email, up on like on one of the things where you see us on. Literally like, anything. Let us know being like I don't know, I listen. <laughs> like honestly, I feel like if I got a response from like any single person that yeah. it might like we just get nothing help. and now we just yeah. sound desperate 
You yeah, we do sound do, desperate. Do, don't even like us, Stu. <laughs> Honestly, uh, man, it's terrible. I it, like, but I feel you, dude. I just wish that I knew somebody else was listening instead of just talking to no one. Hey, you're talking to your best friend. You could well, do yeah. fucking worse than that. I mean, but that's the thing is like. This isn't like quick question with Soren and Daniel. Like we talk pretty fucking often outside of this. So it's like you're just sort of getting a. A taste. <laughs> a taste of. I, I mean, I like to think that we actually try harder to be more on for this. Like because a lot of the times when we're hanging out, like watching bullshit on YouTube, it's just like. Yeah, it's cool stuff going on. Okay. Yeah, let's uh line up the 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 thing. Okay, I'm gonna go smoke. Okay, like I, I feel we're, like we're a I, lot. I, I think we're more exciting than that in general. But I I think so I, too. I, I, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> I I think in person we're generally more exciting than we are on Zoom. Where like because you know again it's like we're mostly just watching stuff together. Like it, it doesn't always require a lot of talking unless I'm repeatedly making kevin McAllister comments through two fucking collector slash collection movies but like i'm a dick and i'm allowed to be that way with my best friend so yeah i mean whatever and on that anyway, bombshell <laughs> on, on that bombshell like you know join in folks like we would love to like we you know, seek active participation <laughs> yeah we, we we'd honestly i would love to like interact with people more and like you know hear more of your feedback about like what you want from this show we'll and... have a free contest of who can guest on this episode i mean for fuck's sake you don't it's not even a contest just be like yo can i come on and we'll be like sure at this point yeah absolutely like if you i mean and if you think that you add like a ton to it and you know you can balance us out because could it become a regular gig for you that's unpaid until we ever make money off of this i, I don't know I, but I mean, hey let, let's we're let, not we should getting paid by this and we're you know pay, paying for the beer but yeah sure yay yeah. yay <laughs> whatever uh we've been Emily Schick and TJ Davis for New England Beer Reviews. Um, Have we? Have we? Or am I just a figment of your imagination? Don't even mess with me, man. I've been thinking I've been living in the Matrix for years. <laughs> but instead it's Dark City because it's way more rad. That's a Cedar Screw It episode. Um, yeah. Actually, that's not a bad idea. We're oh, still we... trying to get another podcast off the ground, and uh, our our third person is really hard to record, but that's fine. We love you, Dan. We love you, Dan. Make time for us. Also, speaking of movies, it's, uh, let's go to the room. Yeah. yeah. Anybody All who right, wants no, to see no. us, come to the room on November 19th. Yes. Yes. But uh, for now... Any final words, Emily? If you haven't seen The Room in person, you totally should. Yes. Uh, it's a very good idea. It's a fun time. Hopefully we'll be there. It's a... I, I, I would like to be there. 
Well, I'd like to be. It doesn't mean I will be. But hopefully we'll be there. You'll, you'll notice us if we're there. We'll be sitting in the center section towards the middle, right-hand side. And um, we'll probably be some of the loudest people in there. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she's been Emily Shook. I've been TJ Davis. This has been Knowing Beer Reviews. I really hope that you've enjoyed sh- sharing our candy hangover. That's spooktacular! Bye. Woo!